Now, Derek, I know you have learned from the ways of the wise wizard Merlin Mann and are already mm. recording. Yes, of course I am. Tank, are you already recording? Mm. Get back to work. I was wondering if you guys were still... And now it is. <laughs> I was wondering if you guys were still even doing that because it sounded for a while like it would just turned into a Skype show. A was it what? All the like, just the the recordings all sounded like they were Skype recordings. Oh yeah, that's because there. everybody kept forgetting to record or <laughs> recorded from like a microphone that was sitting in their living room via Bluetooth or mm, it was the worst <laughs> finger waggle of shame. I think Tank, the reminder to record right now. Tank has had like the most diverse failures. <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep things interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I I can't remember ever having a problem when you edited Derek and then like one of the first few shows that David was editing, I forgot to record. I was like, this mm-hmm. has never happened. And then I did it again <laughs> the next episode. It's Something just a happened break the routine. next episode. <laughs> yeah. Just uh just a break of routine that can do that to you. Mm-hmm. I think he's coming. I do remember I some coming. very fun technical difficulties early on though, when you tried I think you tried recording through a Bluetooth like um a neck thing or, or you had you had a Bluetooth uh, that was or something. I had um I had like a little a music mic that was just like sat on my table like this. Oh maybe. Yeah. And I was always I guess I was too far away from it or something. But yeah. somebody else might have recorded through that, but I I've never owned one of those things. So Hey gotcha. Craig, you recording? Hey. Uh, I just switched my inputs on Skype to a better microphone. I think it was on my internal mic before. Oh, I don't, I don't think know. I noticed. That sound good though. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Everybody Sweet. sounds like they have radio voice, which is kind of like hat hair. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a, uh, a, a nice little like lower register right now for some reason. I don't know if I stressed my voice or what, but um yeah just in time for the episode mm-hmm. need to st- stress it more often yeah i just sing along the screamo albums before i record anything <laughs> <laughs> just so you get that that perfect that nice edge <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yep. i remember the first time i heard screamo music i think was like late high school and one of my friends was in a screamo band he's like hey you should come hear my concert and i came this is the worst music I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I recorded a friend's band who did Screamo. It was a very interesting experience. They have like classifications of screams and then they have things that are like not actually screams, but evidently native to Screamo, like pig noises. <laughs> Wait, what? Hey, what noises? Pig noises, like, like, like snorting, that sort of thing. Oh, Really? really? Yeah. Well, at least this band did. That. Like, we got to throw in a snort here. A pig snort. Something like that. <laughs> I'm probably getting what? the terminology wrong. This was, this was like 15 years ago. Good <laughs> idea. Uh, uh, Tanya, did you, did you ever experience pig snorting in Screamo that you listened to? Like, as a sound? Tanya was very into Screamo. When, probably. Yeah? You know. There's an entire range of emotion that you can portray with different sounds. 
Including peak emotions. <laughs> In, including peak emotions. <laughs> and anatomy no, of the was, human soul. <laughs> no, we were just uh, discussing... That there was... Uh, I guess David was recording at one point uh, a, a band that included yeah. pig sounds in there. Music. Yes. Doctrinal things. <laughs> <laughs> no, free grace, no. <laughs> so... Uh, so are we recording? Are you not recording? <laughs> I will. I will fly to <laughs> Australia. No, I'm not going to do that. Beat you, you personally. Know I'm not going to do that with your own I kangaroo, your own I personal stopped, kangaroo that every Australian has. <laughs> I stopped my recording and I checked it, and then I restarted, and you won. So, oh. yes, I am recording, and it's definitely the right microphone. I guess you weren't really talking during that whole thing anyway. No, that's why all I did was say, hey, Derek, again. And then I said, oh, now you don't have to use my other bit that I recorded because that was really mm. all I said before oh, I stopped okay. it. That's handy. Yeah. 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 So uh, getting yes, the band back together. The we just need have ben. stopped burning near me, sort of. Yes. You asked that question earlier mm. and I never responded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're still burning and they're about 12 kilometers away, which isn't very far, but they're, mm. the wind's blowing in the other direction still, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's about are other 15... people in that direction. Oh or yeah, is there's that other like towns. Kind of... Okay, yeah. No, there's a whole stack of towns that are still like evacuated and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. a bunch of buildings have gone up. I've only heard of uh, one or two deaths, I think, so far. But mm. there's been like yeah, lots of evacuations. Does the air smell like Lagavulin? Really annoying. What's that? Does the air smell like Lagavulin? I'm not a big whiskey drinker, so I can't really answer that. Does it smell smoky? Uh, yesterday it did. Today I can see blue sky showing through. But yesterday I went outside yesterday morning and I, I looked at the like the bricks outside the front of my house and they were, you know how like sunlight is kind of a whitey yellowy color? Everything's no, really orange. Not. Like, yeah, it is. Like when it shines on pavers, it is. Anyway, whatever. Sunlight is 6,500 <laughs> Kelvin. Well, it's actually closer to 5,600 Kelvin. But anyway, uh, it's... Kelvins. It's, it, you're, you're getting the scale wrong. It, it's, it, you, you give uh, the, the temperature in Kelvins, not Kelvin. Kelvins, sorry. Um, Do the, you know how many Kelvins anyway, I've read, there? Everything looked really orange. <laughs> what was that, David? <laughs> Nothing. Sorry. Go ahead, Greg. Now, what Kelvin's Kelvin Institutes? Kelvin. <laughs> Title. <laughs> everything looked really orange, and that was because the um, sun was trying to break through not just smoke but like embery smoke evidently hmm. which i'd not really seen before up close so that was kind of one warning sign that we probably shouldn't stick around maybe sunlight is warmer in australia <laughs> <laughs> maybe it has fewer kelvins hi derek well put it this way when i was studying filmmaking Daylight, 5,600 was daylight. That was what we were. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, There's like international standards around this. I remember now. Uh, yeah, D65, D56, D, D, like what you're balancing your white to on your monitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. That's very weird. Color is weird. Um, Derek, Google yes, tells me that sunlight is measured in degrees Kelvin, not Kelvin's. No, no, that's not how that works. Why did yes, they, it is. Why would they say that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, wait. Now you're talking about a different kind of a scale, though. Are no, you talking color? about like color temperature? Yes. 
Okay, yeah, that's different. I think. <laughs> it depends which website you read. <laughs> One says oh, sunlight okay. in its pure form has a Kelvin temperature around 5,000 degrees. And then another one, Wikipedia says color temperature is conventionally expressed in Kelvins with an S. So it depends mm. who you talk to. Mm. Or or you just say 5,000 K and uh, yeah, exactly. then you're good. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> skip That's that true. entire controversy. Basically, <laughs> if you're outside, you don't want to use 3,200 K. <laughs> what is that? No. Something to keep in mind. That's the tungsten sitting. That is 700. And, why, why would you do that, DuckDuckGo? I said K to F and you converted to C. <laughs> Whoa, that doesn't make sense. Oh, you converted F, F, to, episode F to C. We've lost most people. <sighs> really? I'm confused by this whole scale. Hold on. I need to learn Kelvin. Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to podcasting with David McCookie. Okay, so that's 5300 Fahrenheit. 100 Kelvin is negative 279. 200... 400. Wait, now we're we talking about like 150, temperature 250, scale. 300. Ah, 300. That's a reasonable temperature. That's 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. All right. <laughs> now I know. Now, now I know. know. Oh, it feels like 300 Kelvins outside today, honey. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually uh, what my friends say whenever they see that I'm outside. <laughs> Wait, did you say Kelvins or Calvins? Where I live for my American <laughs> friends, we've had between 104 and 113 for pretty much five days straight until today. What? Does wow. that sound hot? Wow. 104 hot. what? Fahrenheit. <laughs> oh, I was like, well, if that's Celsius, you're dead. And if that's Kelvin, <laughs> you're also dead. No, between 45, <laughs> 40 and 45 Celsius. Yesterday was 46 or something. I think like was in certain, was in certain places of the state I live in. It got up to about 48 or 49 uh, Celsius. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's, it's been hot. What? 80 yeah, Celsius been like is like five the last couple of days. So 50. Oh, wow. Snow? Times nine divided by five plus no, 32. No. And Celsius to be clear. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Craig, I've never thought about banning you from the show, but this whole Fahrenheit <laughs> Celsius thing. Hey, dude, my system is better. It. it I don't think Celsius. Water boils at 100 Celsius. What does water boil at Fahrenheit? Uh, I don't. 212. I don't know, but human body yeah, temperature see, confusing. is 100 degrees Fahrenheit, except it isn't. I feel like the thing I most care about t- temperature on is the weather. And the Fahrenheit system goes roughly zero to a hundred. It's like, how often do I say it's 170 degrees Fahrenheit? But about Tank, I just told you no, it's been 113 where I am. So that's 170. I think about so computer that's temperatures. Still like it's over hundred. It's like extremely hot. You know, that that's helpful. <laughs> I think about computer <laughs> temperatures in terms of Celsius. That's the only thing I think about in Celsius. Yeah. Yeah. It's a better system. It's like inches and centimeters and kilometers and miles. I will totally give you inches and centimeters. Like, I'll give you your volumes. <laughs> I'll give you your weights. I'll give you your lengths. Temperature, I think it's it's kind of break what was even. Your last one? Weights? Your lengths? All right. Oh, well, l- if it's break lengths. even, you probably shouldn't kick me off the show for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want everything Especially to end up being the, the metric system and then everybody speak Esperanto and then we can just all get along. 
What's Esperanto? What's Esperanto? Really, guys? <laughs> really? <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's... I know what it is. I was asking for Craig's sake. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I was asking for Tank's sake. <laughs> it was created by a Polish ophthalmologist. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a language everything? that nobody speaks except people that want to speak it. And, so, like uh, Latin. But it, it would be theoretically a neutral language that doesn't have, like, uh, like the the baggage of it coming from a particular nation. So theoretically all nations could learn this as sort of a neutral ground and then everybody could speak one language and, uh, you know, nobody's oppressing anybody else. I heard Nikolai Carpathia was really uh, pushing for it. (laughs) (laughs) So Derek, I think you have a topic for us before I make more dispensational references. Am I supposed to be recording? I'm kidding. This is the show. <laughs> hey, show. Is this the show. Hey, show. Digga, digga, digga. Ding. Um, actually, I I did okay. So John didn't do any research today, guys. But uh, I can pull up an article. <laughs> <It's> John. <laughs> um. Uh, basically, uh, Twitter is has been throwing around the well. Actually, I guess more accurately. Uh, Jack Dorsey is is throwing around the idea of an of open sourcing Twitter, sort of, or or creating creating an open web standard for social media, and then having Twitter be something that runs off of it. There have been other um, other things like this, like Mastodon. If you've if you've heard of Mastodon, um, I'm sure there's other uh, initiatives that are like let's I we like Twitter, but we don't like Twitter, Twitter. So let's make Twitter, but like open source so that anybody can like use it and or self host it and you know, whatever. Hmm. But it nothing ever really grabs traction. Um, unless, uh, because basically because Twitter still exists and everybody's like, well, let's just use Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, let me actually see if I can pull up a pull up the I've just found a Twitch article on this which I'm quickly reading also yes. Mastodon is an American heavy metal band from Atlanta Georgia I wonder if they do pig noises that's true <laughs> <laughs> the project is called blue sky mm-hmm. and nobody's working on it yet as of the 11th of December no it, it, it it's sort of something that that Jack just tweeted out um, as like an idea he has, I think, um, mm-hmm. or, or something that they, they want to get into. Um, do, 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 do. I'm Googling. That's my Googling noise. Sorry. I shouldn't do that on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember hearing something about this on the tech meme ride home, which I highly recommend. Okay. This deals. Yeah. Okay. This comes back to that issue we've talked about numerous times. Like it kind of seems to come up probably every six months in some form or another. Centralized enforcement of global policy to address abuse and misleading information is unlikely to scale over the long term without placing far too much burden on people. Ooh. The whole policing the internet, you know, how does that work? Do Facebook Mm -hmm. have too much control? Does Mark Zuckerberg have too much control over what's real news and what's fake news? All that kind of. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that is kind of a big part of this. And I don't think that this would have even been 
announced or started being talked about uh, if uh, social media companies and uh, content companies in general are not are not running into the problem of, oh, we're really big and we kind of house a lot of the world's conversation on a private platform and now we have to figure out how to mediate it and do we kick off which bad actors do we kick off how do we determine what a bad actor is uh, everybody gets mad at us when we change the uh the rules and like what <laughs> and it's it's everybody's like youtube facebook twitter um are kind of all in this are are all pretty directly in this business of trying to figure out what to what to do about certain types of speech what Jack is is um, offering would be basically a way to weasel out of that. And I mean, frankly, I don't care if it's just for him to weasel out of. I would love to just have a web standard for social media somehow, like like email or like you mean like you know. the W3C already has. Oh, yeah. Like what? What is the, uh, what's, what's that? I don't I don't know anything about the standard, but the W3C has a standard. I mean, they, people don't even pay attention to their web standards anymore. I think they shut those down. I don't actually know <laughs> oh, what no. they standardize anymore. Like social networking, W3C blog. Oh, Skype. That's what I'm looking for. That was from this year. So Australians, who are you and who has the right to know? <laughs> yeah, well, the W3C's website, or at least their blog, looks like looks like I remember it from 2005, 2004. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't paste into Skype. This is the, <laughs> this is the worst no way. I, I just, I'm hitting, I, I tried right clicking and hitting paste. This is like, how does this application exist? And how does it come from the same company that makes VS code? Yeah, <laughs> it seems very strange. Okay, that works. So, De- Derek, I didn't think this was something you were up for. I'm a little confused. I thought uh. back in the day, back in the OG Tech Reformation era, that you were kind of against any kind of regulation of social media or like, aren't you kind of libertarian and freedom of speech? And yeah, like we're all freedom of speech, you know, into we're all keen on advocating for that, but. You've always, I thought, been fairly we, vocal about not wanting any kind of regulatory body or standards for how people should interact online. Yeah, I've, I mean, this is one of those things that I've kind of gone back and forth on a bunch because I don't feel like I have it figured out and I don't think anybody else has it figured out yet either. And for some mm-hmm. things, I think it's it would be good to have some sort of regulation on, you know, on like really huge companies that can use their might for evil and they also probably won't get get hit by the power of uh of um uh what's 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 the economic system we all live in capitalism um (laughs) because they're just too big and everybody's going to use it and there's just no way really to take them down aside from somebody coming in with a big hammer um which we've we've got those sorts of monopolies with Facebook, Google, um, uh, probably not Twitter, <laughs> um, but like Microsoft <laughs> and Apple. Like those are those are the big companies that if they wanted to do something, they could pro- probably do it and get away with it. Um, 
and Google routinely, Google and Facebook routinely do get away with, you know, uh, messing with our privacy and, and, uh, selling our information, things like that. But anyway, neither here nor there, the, uh, but the, the whole, um, moderating social media stuff, it's just, it's just such a, it's just such a messy issue because we want people to be able to say what they want to say. Um, we also don't want those people to be hurting other people. And we are also, all the social media networks right now are run by, you know, very vocally secular companies that don't have, um, uh, Christians specifically uh, in mind in their, <laughs> in their, um, in in groups to be gracious to necessarily we're not necessarily the popular ones in yeah. culture right now um so basically I, i'm i'm happy for someone to figure out how to weasel out of it and and let people do their own um you know come up with their own applications for some standard that someone creates and yeah, I think all. the the standards that we're talking about here that that uh, Jack is talking about here are not standards around what is and is not acceptable to post. They're talking right. about creating a set of standards for, uh, like like similar to something like SMTP, uh, which is a, yeah. a protocol for sending mail. So it's it's a set of very highly technical uh, standards for creating social media networks so that you can download some you know, whether it's an open source app or a paid app or, or what have you and browse all of the social media things like IRC is a really good example of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is actually heavily deregulating because it puts the, it puts regulation squarely on the shoulders of whoever happens to be running the server. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can have different servers of, you know, somebody that heavily regulates their stuff or other servers that decide, you know, let's let anarchy reign and become, you know, 4chan Twitter. But um, uh, then you can choose which which one you want to be a part of. And I don't know, I I guess eventually you you start running into, okay, which is the server that's the most popular? And then you're kind of stuck with that one and their rules anyway. But. Um, so, and we don't know anything really about this. It's obviously not developed yet. It could end up being absolutely nothing. It might not happen at all, but it's fun to think about, um, uh, that, that a major social media company might go towards, um, opening up, opening things up. And, uh, and also Twitter always was sort of the open social network that, you know, you'd have third party clients for and everybody would like get, get funky with their own apps and, uh, and make things that different people liked. Um, and then of course they closed everything down really, really hard. And it was everybody really live streaming anything. That. Huh? It ruined live tweeting anything. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That was my favorite use for Twitter was live tweeting during the uh, WWDCs and what have you but my mm-hmm. third party mm-hmm. client tweetbot can't update frequently enough and the website makes me want to file my teeth into points <laughs> <laughs> like that one lady <laughs> what about the phone app uh i don't think i've ever well no i had that installed on my ipod touch in 2010 okay so that that's the last time i tried that <laughs> 
I think this is. I'm still trying to. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm still trying to understand what exactly it is. Like, is it is it just making you know a kind of a an open source thing that you can um, that you can create Twitter clones off of, and people could make their own Twitters, whatever they want to call them, easily? Because um, that's kind of what it sounds sounds like, but it in the sense of what I'm imagining practically, but what I'm, but what the CEO seems to be saying is he's trying to make something so much deeper, like all social media ever will use the, these concepts or could use Um, those concepts. Yeah. Could use these concepts. Um, and so that just makes it sound like kind of a list of abstract rules. Um, cause you know, like thinking IRC as an example, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, sure you, you can make, I mean, and so in that, if IRC is an example, doesn't this concept already exist? It's just IRC. So we're just making lots of Twitters as if we're making lots of. Is it, is it that IRC though, or is it, is it I'm, more of I'm like trying a to su- understand what we're looking at. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I, I don't I'm know. trying to understand too. And maybe Derek's got more sort of, I don't know, <laughs> crystal insight into crystal clear insight into what it is. But the last paragraph of the, or the second to last paragraph, sorry, of the Verge article I was looking at was helpful because it, um, well, I think it's helpful, but it sort of sounds to me like it's they're thinking of creating sort of a general space that then Twitter is a way of accessing that space. Whereas IRC is a platform, is its own platform, right? Like there are IRC channels and mm-hmm. you, can, you, know, you can join a whole bunch of different channels, but all of those channels are part of the IRC network um, or IRC platform. It's, it's, there's a quote that says, it will allow us to access and contribute to a much larger corpus of public conversation, focus our efforts on building open recommendation algorithms which promote healthy conversation and will force us to be far more innovative than in the past. If Twitter is just a client, it's much less responsible for what people post online is kind of the follow-up to that quote. Mm-hmm. Does that Would that make sense? So Twitter is a client that you can use to access this other realm of information. I using the word realm because it sounds like charismatic and David is probably going to fall off his chair or something. <laughs> I mean, we always like seeing David fall off of his chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a dance of limbs. <laughs> no. Just real quick. Yeah. The, the, I put the article in, um, in the, the chat. Mm-hmm. The oh, cool. You can paste it to Scott. Out. All right. Rather than relying on, I mean, not that the article is not good, although I haven't looked at it yet. I just want to go ahead and read the thread because it's not super long. It's pretty long, but it's not super long. And I think it's just going to be helpful for our discussion to hear it straight from the horse named Jack's mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Title. If it's not super long, you can just read it out loud and we could. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, Twitter is funding a small independent (laughs) team of up to five open source architects, engineers, and designers to develop an open and decentralized standard for social media. The goal is for Twitter to ultimately become a client of that standard thread. Twitter was so I see what he did there. It's a little (laughs) emoji thread. I didn't get that until you read that. That's That's clever. Twitter was so open early on that many saw its potential to be a decentralized internet standard like SMTP email protocol uh, for a variety of reasons, all reasonable at the time. <laughs> we, we took a different path and increasingly centralized Twitter, but a lot's changed over the years. First, we're facing entirely new challenges. Sorry. First, we're facing entirely new challenges. Centralized solutions are going 
are struggling. You know what? I suck at reading out loud are struggling to meet. (laughs) For instance, centralized enforcement of global policy to address abuse and misleading information is unlikely to scale over the long term without placing far too much burden on people. Second, the value of social media is shifting away from content hosting and removal and towards recommendation algorithms directing one's attention. Unfortunately, these algorithms are typically proprietary and one can't choose or build alternatives yet. Third, existing social media incentives frequently lead to attention being focused on content and conversation that sparks controversy and outrage rather than conversation which informs and promotes health. Finally, new technologies have emerged to make a decentralized approach more viable. Blockchain points to a series of decentralized solutions for open and durable hosting, governance, and even monetization. Much work to be done, but the fundamentals are there. Some of these issues were emphasized by Stephen Wolfram. I think that's the guy behind Wolfram Alpha, I'm guessing, in a blog post following his Senate hearing titled. That's a little confusing. Following his Senate hearing titled (laughs) Optimizing for Engagement, Understanding the Persuasive Technology of internet platforms. Recently, we came across Maznik's article protocols, not platforms, (laughs) which captures a number of the challenges and solutions. But more importantly, it reminds us of a credible path forward. Hire folks to develop a standard in the open. Wow, this is longer than I thought. Uh, Hey, David, can you just start a podcast? It's just you reading out tech tweets (laughs) and call it the tech briefing or something. (laughs) Because you kind of like adopted our mall's intonation. Well, that's just part of living in a Genesis 3 world. (laughs) Square is doing exactly this for Bitcoin with Scoop Crypto. For social media, we'd like this team to either find an existing decentralized standard they can help move forward or failing that, create one from scratch. That's the only direction we at Twitter Incorporated will provide. Why is this good for Twitter? It will allow us to access and contribute to a much larger corpus of public conversation, focusing our efforts on building open recommendation algorithms, which promote healthy conversation and will force us to be far more innovative than in the past. That's the quote I read before. There are many challenges to make this work that Twitter would feel. What? There are many challenges to make this work that Twitter would feel right becoming a client of this standard. Was that Trump? So that Twitter? (laughs) (laughs) Which is why the work must be done transparently in the open, not owned by any single private corporation, furthering the open and decentralized principles of the internet. We'd expect this team to not only develop a decentralized standard for social media, but to also build open community around it, inclusive of companies and organizations, researchers, civil society leaders, all who are thinking deeply about the consequences positive and negative. This isn't going to happen overnight. It will take many years to develop a sound, scalable and usable decentralized standard for social media that paves the path to solving the challenges listed above. Our commitment is to fund this work to that point and beyond. We're calling this team blue sky. Our CTO Paraga will be running point to find a lead who will then hire and direct the rest of the team. Please follow or DM at blue sky. If you are interested in learning more or joining, you know, all, all company press releases from here on out should just refer to people as their Twitter <laughs> handles. It makes things <laughs> much more interesting at the real Donald I Trump said this morning. 
<laughs> that should just be the news. <laughs> uh, did that actually clear anything up for anyone? <laughs> I have a slightly better understanding, but I kind of <laughs> think like reading that protocols, not platforms article would be very beneficial. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this is just like talking loose, loose concepts at the moment because we don't have anything specific. Like, will, will this, uh, will this open media, open social media standard, uh, support like edited, edited, edited photos and videos? Like to, to what extent, like what all will it be able to even do? Cause social media itself is so varied in its own way. Um, like compare you know, you TikTok so to Facebook, exactly. to Twitter, to Instagram, and yeah, exactly. They're all. So I guess very the different. idea. Is, so I guess the idea is, if I were using Facebook and I posted something, mm-hmm. Derek could be using Twitter and he could see my post the way that he wanted to see it. And is that is that kind of the idea? And so there's this protocol that no matter which style of social media you're using, um. Just like email, if I'm using Gmail and I want to send an email to uh, somebody who's using like Photon Mail, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't matter that we're using those clients. We have this agreed way of doing it. And so kind of the same way with social media, if yeah. I'm like, all right, I like Facebook style and I post something, mm-hmm. no matter which style you like, if you like TikTok, it's going to turn that text into a, what is TikTok? Is that like the, the video thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way tank uses All the Zoomers are using if i post like one of those super long facebook messages that's all about politics then eric's twitter (laughs) thing will turn it into 280 characters (laughs) or like 20 20 280 character bytes tweets yeah Yeah, i I think that's the idea the goal the hope is Mm. that that's what happens yeah, although I think that's what the quote about building into one bigger conversation. That's what I. That's why I read that one before. Because yeah, it sounds like having sort of one one social media, you know, one online community that can be tapped into in various ways. So what I'm picturing is like a JSON spec that specifies a field where you can put long text, a field where you can put short text, a field where you can put a video, a field where you can put a wide video, a field. I I don't know why I defaulted to video not being wide, but whatever. A field where you can put an image, a field where you can put a gallery, etc. And your client basically will connect to servers. Some servers might only do tall video and there that's the TikTok server. I, I don't know if they're actually going to get the brands to jump on board with this, but this is the equivalent to TikTok server. And so you can go into your little app, whatever one that you like, maybe you like Tweetbot, maybe you like, you know, whatever. You you go into mm-hmm. your app and you can filter <laughs> and show, okay, I want to see Lovely a bunch of long videos or you know, uh, uh, tall videos. Um mm-hmm. I think that's that's the general idea is you can kind of connect to the servers that you want and then you have like one app that you like or maybe you maybe maybe there's three that you like like this one's really good for widescreen video and this one's really good for images or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But it all connects to the same thing. And one of the cool things about that is you might have like a server for let's say your church because that totally always works. Um but let's say you have a server for your <laughs> church or your denomination. Um, and that server is, you know, maybe it has a handful of different protocols that it supports and all. Uh, and then you have the the popular server that everybody uses 
Uh, and then you have one for your maybe work, you know, because that also goes great. You know, your, your little intranet there. Um, but you just launch your app and you get to see stuff from everybody and your client just interacts with all of them. Just like, just like tank was saying with email. Um, and, but no one company, I think the part of, part of the beauty of this idea is that, um, like we were saying, well, but potentially there could be just the one popular server. But if your client is able to effortly, effortlessly connect to a dozen servers, pull the content, put it in all in one place, then that raises the possibility of uh, people on average being connected to more than one server. Because like the reason everybody uses Facebook is because everybody uses Facebook. And the reason we mm-hmm. couldn't start the tech reformation me- message board was because nobody wanted to add one more thing. But if you could add one more thing effortlessly, well, now everything changes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you wouldn't even be adding one more thing. We would just be posting it however we would want to post it through whatever mail server we want to use you know Mm -hmm. and you know and everybody's on their own whether they're on facebook twitter or whatnot it's not like we would be adding a message board we would just put out content and maybe somebody reads that content in a message board format somebody Mm -hmm. reads that content in a twitter board how do you find the content able to create a new thing i feel like i was thinking more along the lines of we could have a tech reformation server just like we have a slack instance if you will Hmm. where we put content i guess yeah where people people who listen to the show can interact Mm -hmm. but but i feel like that's almost just like a it's a concept that's a concept of a group in this protocol yeah so whatever app you're using However, that app right. shows groups is going to happen. So we wouldn't really need a server in a sense. We'd need a window to get information through into this big blob that all the protocols access, which I could use Facebook, you could use Twitter, and we could all put it into the same blob. <laughs> yeah, if the, if the protocol has groups, that makes a lot the, of sense. Uh, what was that? I'll just be over here using the, the TikTok version and uh, nobody will be posting... <laughs> Posting funny videos and my <laughs> feed some, will just be empty. For some reason, every time I, <laughs> I post Puritan quotes, it just uses machine learning to generate uh, videos of me <laughs> dancing. <laughs> <laughs> With the Visco filters. Thank you. I like the idea, though. That's a good conversation in the chat. As long as this new corpus of information, whatever that looks like. Allows us to access itself via Binky because that's still the best social media app. <laughs> Do you remember Binky? Good, call, good callback. Good callback. Was I the one that brought that up or was it you? Yeah, no, that was you. That you, was me. It was a tech you should use, I think. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, it was, yeah, I, I don't I even forget what the joke was. It was just nothing, basically. It's a, it's a feed of <laughs> random images from the internet. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Merman squirrel, like it's just it's just random <laughs> things, <laughs> and you could like stuff, but obviously, but I yeah, mean, you could like stuff, but nothing happens with your likes. No one completely else sees ethereal. <laughs> you it's can't completely go back and look on social, social media. Uh, somebody should give that to Trump. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Tell him all the TikTokers are using it. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea, and I'm kind of excited about the notion because I, I feel like the only people who've tried to do this are not big enough to gain traction. But if Twitter just up in a year and a half and said, Twitter is not a thing anymore. Here's the new client. Here's the protocol for, you know, here's the APIs and you know, everything you need to make your Mm -hmm. own clients. 
uh, like, I guess you can still use the website, but like all of a sudden you're just, you're just in it like, bam. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. that could be really big. Do you guys trust open source on that level? Would you trust open source <coughs> uh, software or uh, clients more than you would trust a big company like Twitter in terms of downloading and installing stuff on your phone or, or whatnot? I mean, we all installed third-party apps all the time from random yeah. people around the world who build stuff. <laughs> I trust iOS. I don't, but I guess what I'm asking is, does something so on such a large scale that is uh, that kind of open source create any security uh, and and we might be Cushions. we might be conflating open source and open standard. That might True. be different. Yeah. I don't I don't know for sure, and I'm not enough of a nerd to be able to tell you for sure that that David Latcher will tell us. Yeah, let's be I'm, I'm just waiting waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, the the um, open standard would mean that you could create proprietary software that connects and interacts with it. Uh, mm-hmm. but the like mm-hmm. and, and presumably when that happens there will also be open source apps that are terrible and have mm-hmm. bad interfaces and are used by people like David Latchett. <laughs> oh. oh you're gonna have to nice one <laughs> all the content comes in Vim or Emacs whichever one is preferred. what was that tank said all the content you read all the content through Vim or Emacs yeah <laughs> that's I, I I would be willing to bet there probably is already a uh, uh, masochist. No, what is it? Math Mastodon uh, client for Emacs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking this up. <coughs> hey, it's your Googling noise. Emacs client for Mastodon. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> really? <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> it's open source. The first result is GitHub. <laughs> oh, that's that's just that's perfect. That's so on brand. Mm, mm. is that is that actually what's happening is all the people who use emacs at work are just trying to hide the fact that they're just on social media all day (laughs) (laughs) secretly it's the only reason that people use emacs there's there's no other logical reason for it just just kidding uh has anybody actually like created a mastodon account somewhere I'm pretty sure I did at one point. I might have back when Twitter was like first a thing. Yeah. I remember there were a few different competitors. Yeah. I I, app.net was one of them uh, that was like kickstarted and and was like, Hey, let's, let's make an alternative to Twitter that um, is, uh, I forget all the, things there i mean it was doomed to fail from the start but it was a really cool idea because there's no way it could keep up the amount of people it needed to really make it a thing but that was like the the twitter for if you didn't <coughs> want to use twitter because twitter was starting to cut cut off chop off apis at that point so people were like ah twitter's bad let's make something else <laughs> uh and then app.net died and then i think mastodon started after that and mastodon was less centralized then app.net and uh, basically you get to it's basically forum uh, like a forum version of Twitter. So like, yeah, you have your own Mastodon servers and different accounts at all these Mastodon servers and whatever. And probably everybody's a white supremacist. Well, uh, certainly I'm <laughs> sure there's some of them in there. <laughs> What's the joy of social media if you don't have a few of those? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I'm going to get kicked off the show again. Jeez. 
<laughs> I don't think you were kicked off. You, you kicked yourself <laughs> off. Oh, that's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. You led a mutiny against yourself. Oh no! <laughs> the supreme leader was overthrown. <laughs> I remember that in uh, the Last Jedi. I had the high ground. <laughs> oh wait, different movie. Is that the Winnie the Pooh one? <laughs> I can't come up with something else. Dang it. <laughs> Speaking of which, has anyone seen the latest Star Wars? Yet? No, no, no. Tomorrow. Don't tell me anything. Get through away. Are you John Syracuse <laughs> Star Wars? You get like, well, I was. Oh, no, I saw and, your tweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was like trying to be total media blackout and not watching anything. And then I saw one spoiler from a trailer that was released. Um and that was very disappointing. And then after <laughs> that, I got less careful and I've been reading people's reactions to it. And so, uh, so you know everything. Now. No, I, I don't, but, um, I, I will not say anything beyond that. We'll just, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens come Saturday. I know that. Did you see what Barnabas Piper tweeted? No, don't tell me. He said, so is this the Star Wars movie where they reveal that Kylo Ren is not in fact the child of Han Solo and Princess Leia because there's no way those two had a baby that looks, looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> Very well, true. The just because they're old doesn't mean they can't have an attractive kid. They weren't old. They look like either it's of ageist. them. ageist. It's like this okay boomer crap. What are you people doing to our older generations? No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying it doesn't look like either of the parents. I just want to say, bringing anyway. it back to our topic, that in a world where Facebook <laughs> subscribes to this open standard and I get to use an app and I find an app that lets me filter based on keywords and not show me posts so I can do full John Syracuse media blackouts on oh, things yeah. before they come out. That's something mm -hmm. that I want. Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. You can do that if you only that. access Facebook in your browser because you can just write custom JS. Right. That's mm. that's what people. That's what normal people do. David is. Yep. <laughs> we all. I'll bet there are grease monkey JavaScript extensions. JavaScript is something we learn when we're like five or six, just for these sorts it of probably applications. Probably should be. To be fair, I'm pretty sure it's something that kids now learn at mm. school, isn't it? Yeah, JS is a pretty common one to learn at like high school level. Mm. Mm. Because you don't need anything. You just need a browser and a text editor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Programming in Notepad for the win. No, you can't actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> that will break. Hey, that was the first uh, internet, like the first web development course I ever took. We had to program in Notepad. Like we had to, well, we had to code HTML in Notepad. It was banned to use Dreamweaver or anything of that. How does that not break with the Windows line endings? Never mm -hmm. mind. Um, <laughs> it was, it was a, fine. You're, you're, you're in too deep. You had to manually format everything yourself. <laughs> what did you say, Derek? But you're in too deep. I I, I can't see you anymore. <laughs> too close to the metal. <laughs> Come back to me, David. <laughs> All right. So bringing bringing us back to our topic and back to the theme of the show, which we never talk about. Are there advantages to this for Christians? Could this could this de ghettoize or could this actually ghettoize us? Ghettoize yeah, us. Yeah, who knows, man? Because there just becomes a Christian server somewhere that's like where all the Christians. Yeah, and nobody else has mean? to deal with us. Because that's that's the thing is like there are always two sides mm -hmm. to the question of like, hey, let's start Christian stuff. Like one, mm -hmm. it's you nice. You can do that already. Like there's 
you could you could only use Facebook to access Christian groups, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And then you're ghetto, ghettoizing yourself, I guess. That's pretty much what I do, actually, in the Reform Pub. <laughs> <laughs> I left the pub years ago. I guess we could... It, it, it's kind of hard to talk about it since we don't have a, action, anything like actually in front of us, like a roadmap. Uh, we just have like high-level concepts of this is kind of what we want, how we want it to work, that it is an open standard that Twitter becomes a client of. Um, you ended just that thinking sentence about in a preposition. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. maybe of, of which Twitter becomes a client. Maybe on my server, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to do that, David. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we we can think about it in like the, the the what do we know about technology? Like technology tends to be a reflection of those who make it, and much and, like a mirror, uh, and <laughs> it's neutral. And <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm trying to stay away from that, from, from that terminology. <laughs> and, um, it often has unforeseen consequences. Um, and so we know, s- you mean like using a shovel and you get blisters, <laughs> right? Um, I was trying to stay away from that. Sorry, Derek. Was, uh, that's, that's OG tech reformation. That's uh, that's old stuff, man. Right. I can't help it. You, there's something about your face back on this podcast. It <laughs> makes me nostalgic. Shovels. Shovels. The olden days. Uh, neutral. Tech is neutral. I can't stop. <laughs> um, Sorry. So, Continue. So anyway, so technology is usually a reflection of the person, uh, of, of whoever's creating it. And, um, uh, and it has unforeseen consequences. Uh, so what we know about what Jack is trying to do with this small group of developers is to make something that he, well, and and we know from just context of things that Twitter has had to struggle with, um, policing content for one, they really want to get away from that if possible. So they want to, they're going to want to make something that they do not have to police that just exists, that people can communicate back and forth. And probably they're going to want to still have settings within the Twitter app to, you know, block certain, certain accounts. If, if you want to be using the, the Twitter app, cause they just don't want certain viewpoints on their application. But theoretically you could use another, um, another third party application that would allow anything or whatever. Hmm. Um, uh, th- they just want to move the burden away from themselves of, of policing content. Uh, on that point, it seems like, wouldn't like wouldn't the better way to do that or maybe the only way to actually effectively do that be to go back to a model that was more like the W3C and I'm not saying them specifically but it seems like if Twitter actually is keen to decentralize things away from itself for example and, and kind of make them not be accountable for stuff then wouldn't you want kind of a group that's made up of someone from Twitter, someone from Google, someone from Facebook? Like, wouldn't you want the, all the key players kind of coordinating together on one thing rather than saying, we at Twitter are creating a team of five people that we're going to handpick and we're going to create this new thing that we're not responsible for? <laughs> like, I, I, well, like, won't they end up being responsible for it by default? I, I bet that they probably won't be able to get anybody to jump in on it at this point. Um, my guess hmm. is that they need to make a thing and make it popular. And then eventually people will add support for it. And if you think about the standard, like 
IRC, like nobody, I mean, there are, there are awful, I'm sure IRC servers out there where horrible things are said and done and, and what have you. And, you know, Mm -hmm. there are probably IRC servers where plots to murder people happen. Like that's a thing, Mm -hmm. but like nobody holds the creators of IRC responsible for that. Mm -hmm. Just like Mm -hmm. nobody holds the creators of Esperanto responsible for people who swear in it. Actually, I guess that is their fault because they had to, they had to figure that out. Sort of. (laughs) Create this anyway, <laughs> sorry, you were saying Derek. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so that's their intention uh, for their intention and kind of reading into their character some. It's, they clearly don't know how to police their own platform. Um, so there, uh, so if there is anything built in that that is intended to, you know, block or reduce certain content that that's probably just a wild card of, of like who knows who's going to suffer from that because uh, they haven't done a very consistent job on their own platform yet. Uh, We know they're secular. So probably it's going to be in that tilt. If, you know, if they were to favor anything Um, and then, you know, as far as unintended consequences, we can't really figure that out till it, till it comes out. So it's going to be just, they're going to need to spend a lot of time figuring out, okay, what are, what are the, uh, what are the consequences of what we're creating? And it it seems like they're trying to be thoughtful of that. So basically I'm saying we we have no idea, but it's probably fine. And you know, ultimately it may go absolutely nowhere at all, but (laughs) um, this is the fun of, of uh, predicting tech futures. Yeah, as I think about it, it's not, I mean, the consequences of making it can't be significantly worse than like the fact that the internet exists because like what yeah. we're all <laughs> afraid of happening with this, with this set of open standards has already happened with HTTP already happened with, isn't IRC a standard? Like, is there a port for IRC? Am I just making I no stuff idea. up? Mm. David Latchett. Is there a what? <clears throat> or Wikipedia. One of those. But like email <laughs> too. Like email is something that is probably pretty easy to think about. For everyone, because it is mm-hmm. it like any email can contact any other email, and you also get lots of spam, and nobody's going to regulate that except the provider that you go through. Like a Gmail will automatically filter out a bunch of stuff that it knows is just bad, and they figured out a a pattern for that. Um, it is an application layer protocol. Okay, like SSH, SMTP, POP three, okay. hmm. Telnet. Anybody remember Telnet? I am too young. I used to tell that into things just to see if I could. And then I had no idea how to actually oh, use it. Yeah, so yeah, I'd I just be like, that. hello. Yeah. And then it would kick me off. <laughs> <laughs> so was that, that was like fun. a predecessor to IRC. Uh, I was like a predecessor to SSH. I don't know if it was a predecessor, but it was like the windows version of, of SSH. Mm. Uh, so anyway, all, all of that to say, like I, uh, I think that the, the benefits here are potentially that, I don't know, I guess, I guess the benefit is really more practical than anything like, Oh great. Like I can do things like consume Facebook. Hopefully if, if they get Facebook involved, I can consume these things on my own app that has the settings that I like and the fonts that I like and the, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and it all, it's all in one place. And the, the other thing they talked about was the idea of reworking the algorithms, not to promote controversy, but to promote uh, more healthy discussions. 
Uh, and potentially you could find the app that has the algorithms that you like, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the ones that provoke controversy. Well, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a sword I bearing covenanter from nothing. Could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it'll probably end up resulting in a much more stable social media experience. You're not going to get a, an announcement like, like YouTube likes to do every other week and just change rules on you. Um, <laughs> With an open standard, you're not going to have that sort of a thing, and people just be more stable in where they're at. In in knowing that they're when they're using this, it's probably not going to change a whole lot. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if it does, they can just go to the other thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess we can uh, wrap things up because Craig's looking at me with his puppy dog eyes, telling me he has to go. I think it's really creepy that you keep a jar of puppy dog eyes, Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a second here. I'm not going to touch that. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't want to touch him either. (laughs) How do you get him in there? (laughs) All right. This has been episode 19234 of the Tech Reformation where the world of technology meets the worldview of Christianity. Thank you for listening and we'll see you again next week. Also join us on Slack. Link link in Keep bio. A wolf full of puppy dog eyes. What? What did you even say? What? You keep a what full of puppy dog eyes? A jar. What did you even say? I couldn't... A jar. Yeah, okay. there's things that Americans put stuff in. Yeah, we put, them in, we put stuff in them too. We call them jars, not jars. A jar. jar. It's a jar. Jars. Jar. Is it jar jar beans? Put it in a jar. Jar, 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 jar beans. Jar, jar. Where'd you go get that jar? Jar, jar. jar.